A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, I'm John Jackson and welcome to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. We begin with the former Liverpool midfielder Danny Murphy alongside the Mirror's Darren Lewis on kickoff. Reacting to Virgil van Dijk's red card against Newcastle, and Murphy actually called for the Netherlands captain to be banned for more matches over his comments to the referee. I actually heard Cole Robinson this morning on Simon and Jim, and uh, mm-hmm. Robbo is a big Liverpool fan, mm. and he said he should get another game. Oh, really? Yeah. You have an obligation with the with the world watching to accept your punishment, what he's given you, whether it's right or wrong. And I can see more games being put on top of it. Do you agree with that? Yeah. In in my day, you know, you'd, you'd get a lot of bands because you always remonstrated. What I don't understand, I get the emotion of uh, Virgil's frustrated. He thinks that he got, because he felt himself get the ball, but... You say in your day, and sometimes when people say in my day, they're talking about the field, you are very much connected with the game. You, you're mm. not talking from a point of view of somebody who sort of played 25 years ago or something. I mean, you, you got to the Europa League final, you know, you're, you're, you are still very much connected with the game. Yeah. And so it isn't that long since somebody like yourself would be able to articulate yourself to a referee, is it? Yeah, but what, so what you could do is they'd understand your they, they weren't governed by guidelines of having to I don't think report what the conversation was after you'd been sent off now sure. if you stayed on the pitch for five minutes of course but you could tell the ref what you thought of them in a very expletive way and next time you'd see him because you'd probably seen it back on the video and you know he's probably right you'd yeah. just say sorry to him and he'd be fine you know that's the way it was yeah. you'd call him everything he'd say get off and yeah. then you'd go and you'd even have a pop maybe on when he comes in mm. But then you'd watch it back and you'd say, you'd, next time you saw him, you'd apologise and he'd say, don't worry, no problem. The refs, that was the way it was. The things that players, I think, now need to get used to and, and should have done by now, and Virgil will look back on it and think, what was I doing? Virgil van Dijk has gone. John Brooks has shown a straight red card. You've got VAR. Now, if you're in the moment, you don't know, have I took his leg? Did I get the ball? Mm. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going off instinct, so I'm going to have a whinge. But actually, you don't need to whinge. You're going to go to VAR. Mm. When the VAR comes back and goes, yes, yeah, the right decision, you're off. Your brain really should be saying, better just walk then because maybe they're both wrong and Mm. I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. And get off. And especially with the new rules, not showing petulance, not showing, you know, um, bad behaviour, not time, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I think on top of what we were talking about before, trying to set this bar high, they want to stick to it for consistency. I think they're going to have to give him another game. Yeah, listen, I I, I I don't disagree. 
On to boxing now, and the controversial low blow by Daniel Dubois on Alexander Usyk is still dividing pundits as the fallout continues from the heavyweight title fight in Poland. On breakfast, former cruiserweight champion Tony Bellew and Dubois' promoter Frank Warren didn't agree on the referee's decision as Usyk then went on to win the fight. Good right hand, but that was low. And you can see that it has hurt Usyk because he is now onto his backside, leaning on his back against the bottom rope. It wasn't a low blow. The area you punch, you're allowed to punch it in, is determined at the, uh, the rules meeting. It's not determined about how high you wear your shorts. If that was the case, Chris Eubanks would have, already, would have been on his nipples. It's, <laughs> ridiculous. it's a ridiculous situation. And I've watched so many different angles of this, obviously, because we're searching them out. And that punch was on his waistband of his shorts. And those shorts were high. I mean, you wouldn't go into a, a, a tailor's and buy a pair of trousers that are that high or being measured up for a suit that on your waist, because it's not your waist. It was well above his navel. You know, Usyk, I've got a lot of respect for him. You know, he's a, he was a tremendous cruiserweight. He's been a really good heavyweight, but he does have previous for complaining about low blows. Mm. He's done it against AJ. I'm sorry to say, mate, but it's, uh, it's eye-watering. There's a reason you'd have a low blow and a protector on, mate, and it's to protect you downstairs. Yep. And uh, he walloped that, that low blow. Anything below the navel, boys, is a foul. That's not my opinion. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. That punch landed below the navel. So, you know, for me, it was a foul. I'm, I'm not going to be silly and say it was a horrendous foul, like something like Colossal and Bow, but it was it was all all in all, mate. It was still a foul. Are you upset that that was called a low blow in the fifth round? Because on the monitor, it didn't look so. Yeah, definitely. That wasn't a low blow. That was a body shot. Although all the belts were on the line, it was the WBA's turn as far as their mandatory is concerned. So what we'll do, we'll, we'll collate our photographic and video evidence and present it to them and present obviously uh, what was said at the rules meeting determining you know what were legal and what were illegal blows and they'll have to make a, a decision and I can't see them going anywhere else I mean really I'd like to declare it no contest as a result because Daniel should be should be now having those three belts around his waist but I think we're, if we can get it to a rematch, then that will, that's where we'll get to. He's got a narrative, Frank, and he's got an agenda, hasn't he? And the agenda is to push that his man was absolutely wrong. But mm -hmm. let's be totally honest. Let's just take away the low blow for a minute. What actually happened after the in the fight? The lad was on his knees watching the referee count to 10. He didn't yeah. want to get up. He didn't want to fight no more. He's had the fight beaten out of him. So that's the harsh shoot of it. And everyone can go on about what happened in the fifth round. But why, why didn't he just jump all over him and do it again? Now staying with boxing, don't forget there's a brand new show on the TalkSport Boxing YouTube channel. It's called The Verdict and it's with Carl Froch and George Groves. You know, those two who fought each other in front of 80,000 people at Wembley. This is the two of them reviewing Dubois' loss to Usyk. I feel like times have changed now because... I'm sure when I first turned pro, you had you, you wasn't allowed to punch the shorts at all. You know, you, everything had to be above the waist. But as as the years have gone on, the waistbands have got bigger. The protectors have ended up getting larger and, and finishing higher. And um, yeah. you hear Carl Frampton at ringside say, the navel has to be showing. It's not. His shorts are high. So it's a legal shot. But he definitely hit shorts. He hit, he's, it's on the waistband. So it's, it's to, for me, it's down to the referee's discretion. The initial way that Usyk turns around and sort of goes to grab his nuts makes me think it's a low blow or he's, he's hurt there. But you watch the tape after and you see it's six one half than the other. I feel like the referee could have gone either way on that and 
they, there can't be a huge scream up. I thought it was a low blow. I just say things as I see them. And the, the glove landed as like half on the waistband, half on the shorts, just above the, um, the crown jewels area. So it was definitely, like, if you kept throwing punches in that area all night, you'd be pulled up every time. I mean, it wasn't an Andrew Galotta mm. low blow. It was borderline, but unfortunately for him, and I'm talking about Dubois, in, in professional boxing, the waistband is an illegal area unless the referee specifies that my, my interpretation of a low blow is anything below the navel. Now the Spanish FA is holding an urgent meeting this afternoon after Luis Rubiales was suspended by FIFA for kissing Jenny Hermoso after the Women's World Cup final. An internal investigation has been launched, while formal complaints have been put forward to the prosecutor's office in Madrid. Spanish football broadcaster Semra Hunter said this isn't a one-off incident. This is not an isolated incident. It's just an example of an established pattern of behavior that, according to these women, has always been there. And it's not just him. It's a systemic problem within the Federation. They have been speaking out for many, many years now about how they feel as though they have been mistreated, they've been abused, they've been humiliated, ridiculed, um, manipulated, they've been silenced. And people were actually afraid to go play for the Spanish national team. They didn't want to represent it because they didn't feel safe in the work environment. I think it's important to stress that this is a work environment as well. And so even Veronica uh, Veronica Boquete, who is one of the the legendary players of Spanish football here in Spain, this morning she was on the, the news repeatedly saying this problem still exists within the federation. It hasn't gone away. He just got publicly with something that's been happening for a very long time. Now, this is a bit embarrassing for the England rugby team because ahead of the World Cup next month, Fiji have leapfrogged them in the world rankings after they beat them at Rugby HQ Twickenham over the weekend. 2003 England World Cup winner Lewis Moody told TalkSport that this side are in a difficult place right now. The England players were half the stood hands on hips. The others are down on their haunches, kind of asking themselves the question, what is going on there? Well, if they're not a rock bottom, you know, they're as, they're as near as they can get prior to a, to a World Cup campaign. Um, you know, I've seen some of the stats. You know, Steve Borthwick is a data man. He's a very good coach. Um, you know, he he's well respected in the game, but he's a data man. And he will look at the stats and he will see that England have, you know, the worst um, completion rate in, in the opposition 22. They have the worst ruck speed, they have the worst handling errors, they have the worst number of turnovers conceded, yet they still have the most number of metres kicked. So whenever we do have the ball, not only are we making mistakes, we're giving it straight back to the opposition anyway. So, you know, how are we supposed to score? We conceded, I think, 20 tries in the last six games. So I don't want to sit here and and criticise a team that I know, you know, will be in the changing room, will be in the camp working tirelessly to make sure that they go out on a Saturday or a Sunday and, and have a win. And I know Steve Borthwick and I know the coaches will be doing exactly the same. So, um, you know, the purpose isn't to sit here and and criticise. It's just to be honest. It's look at where England are and, you know, it's in a dire situation. It reminds me of 2007. You know, went to a World Cup in 2007 and, and, and much has been made of that, you know, this since the game at the weekend and, and the similarity in positions. On to former Premier League midfielder Steve Sidwell now, recalling the time he went for a quick drink, which turned into a full-on session with TalkSport breakfast host Alan Brazil. (laughs) 
Did you say join Alan for a beer? <sighs> Done it twice. Have you, yeah? And you live to tell the tale? Yeah. Tough. Yeah, I didn't get Brazil. No? It was, it was hardcore. Just drinking. What time was it? What time did you start drinking? Eight minutes past ten. Oh my goodness gracious. AM? Yeah. <laughs> and what time did you finish? Well, we come off air at 10 a.m. And what time did you finish the drinking with Alan? Oh, well, he, he, we finished at about two. He went into Mayfair to a wine bar and I was like, that's me, done now. Oh, wow. later, Is that why we ain't seen you for a while then, since? Yeah, like, he scared me off. Scared you off, scarred. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And we finish with Rangers legend Ali McCoist, who's 60 years old, by the way, recalling being in Ibiza at a Calvin Harris concert. This wasn't 20 years ago, by the way. This was last weekend. Good Love morning, bro. mate. Uh, yeah, I'll I just want to start what. on the Friday. You were at Chelsea uh, and I was at Calvin Harris. Where do you want to start? <laughs> We've got to start. We've got to start with you. <laughs> we have to start with you, <laughs> Calvin Harris. What was no, that like? I'm going to tell you, there's never been a man more out of place in his life than me. <laughs> um, Calvin came up and congratulated me. He said, I'm the oldest that's ever been to any of these gigs. <laughs> By 11 years. Oh, I love it. I love <laughs> it. Was it good? Was it? Was it that Andy, good? man, it was amazing. I, I mean, if I thought it was amazing, and my two oldest kept coming up to me and saying, Dad, you, Dad, this is the best night ever. Uh, really? Oh, I, I, I says to, I mean, I'm dropping it in right away. I says to Calvin right after it. I was dad of the year, husband of the year, you name it, of the year. What a performance. Fantastic. I uh, mean, he's so, I mean, look, listen, Ali, I listened to... Andy, I, it was amazing. I don't think I've actually heard... Song after song, what what Calvin uh, does, but every whenever one of his songs comes on, you can't she, help but sort you know of go for it a bit, can you? You, you know really what, can't. Do you know what was absolutely amazing? See the amount of see the joy and the happiness and the atmosphere, uh, and everybody's just everybody's absolutely buzzing. Everybody's hugging each other. Everybody's in a great mood. Oh, it was, it was, I mean, honestly, God, it was it was brilliant. And your legs after about half an hour, forty oh, minutes, Andy, Andy. 
I went to my bed after that concert <laughs> and woke up on Sunday at half three. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> right, oh, that's funny. Brilliant. I don't know. I, I loved it. Like, like, you've no idea, but I don't know if I could go and tour them. No. I don't. I think I'm built for it. But fantastic experience, mate. And the boy, and it lovely. I see oh. the picture of you, and you're. By the way, is he an absolute <laughs> ringer for you, your boy? Yes. <laughs> one of them in particular. I mean, they're both, but 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 one of them in particular. Goodness me. But how lovely, lovely to be able to go go and oh. do that, isn't it? I, I started saying it. I'm lovely to be able to do that. Special, uh, absolutely special. And a lot of the punters were saying that. I mean, having the opportunity to go to something like that yeah. with your two boys. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. All right, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. There will be another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Wherever you get this one from is where you'll find that one as well. Andy Goldstein is also back tomorrow after fighting his way through the travel chaos. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 